gracious, gracious good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever it is that you have us plugged into your home, your car, your van, your headphones. Caitlin Green joins me, Adam Karsh. I am Jan Arden. This is the Jan Arden Podcast and Show. Caitlin, what's happening in the world? What's going on? Where are you? Because we're all traveling. We're all doing this. I mean, we're, we're doing it remotely, but we're even more remote. I am currently at home. Um, but I am about to get on the road and head to Collingwood for the weekend, which will be nice. I was in Prince Edward County last time that we talked. So I'm doing a little tour of Ontario because I have, I have some vacation days to, Good. to bur- burn off before they expire. So I was like, what are we going to do? <laughs> I think that's fantastic. A lot of people never visit their own backyards. I know. I've found this uh, recently, I think especially. I actually know what. It's not even just because of the pandemic. I've always traveled within Canada. Mind you, I haven't made my way out west very often. So in terms of Ontario heading east, I feel like I've done just about everything. And I've done a lot of really cool small towns and places in Ontario. And it's so beautiful. And I find I have friends and family who do house swaps and Mm. yeah which is great and so they've been able to go to some really beautiful places and they have most of them who do it they have a place in Toronto and they also include a place outside of the city so I have some family that live near Port Dover and others have cottages and they say that universally people who come to Canada from other places that are very densely populated so perhaps a really big city in Europe or Asia the number one thing they want is to see Toronto because they fly in and out for a couple of days but then they just want the space the thing that I think we take for granted, but they want the woods. They want no one around. They only want to hear the crackling of a fireplace because it's just such a luxury that you realize a lot of other places in the world don't have. I never for a second take that for granted because it's exactly what I have. I live in a little forest. I collect gnomes. So (laughs) if you're struggling at, you know, to try and figure out what to get me, um, yeah, it is. It's, it's a driving. I'm, I'm in Las Vegas today uh, it hey. was kind of a pit stop. So yesterday we left Palm Springs and went to Los Angeles. The director, Ron uh, Murphy of the Jan Show, was there and we had a little quick meeting with him. And then we literally got in the car and just stopped here. We're like, let's stop somewhere fun, but we still have a two-day trek home. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, I was saying to Ron yesterday, we were in Sherman Oaks looking like at the very top of this hill on a precipice it freaked me out. You're looking down at all these other lives going on, sitting outside on these terraced, really steep yards. And it kind of freaks me out. You're like, there's no end to the things that could happen here. I mean, wildfires, flooding, earthquakes. And I'm like, there's one little tiny winding road into this house. Mm-hmm. The driveway was the steepest incline I have ever been on in my life. Leah screamed, uh, I mean, Ron offered to drive my car up. He's like, you know, do you mind if I drive up there? I'm like, oh, <laughs> go for it. But it felt like we were going to tip backwards. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I appreciate wide, flat, open spaces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never – I mean, I think I think about it more as I've gotten older, but that that's a really top thing that both my husband and I like and prioritize when we travel is the ability to get away and have no one else around. And that's the majority of the places that we rent or stay. It's a mm-hmm. house in the middle of the woods, which is my favorite. And it's just nice. I kind of just think, I don't you know. You have I to come and see me. I know we do. You, you could house swap the heck out of your place. Oh my gosh. It would be in Never such high demand. in a million <laughs> years. <laughs> I want to come visit you. 
You you guys are both so welcome. You're both <laughs> so welcome to come and visit me. But I, I, I think the house swap thing is cool. Okay, yeah, it is. I, I really do. I was nervous about it. I mean, thinking about doing it because we've thought about doing it now. Um, but my aunt and uncle have like way nicer places than we do and they do it and they've done it. And I think because their properties are so nice, it's almost a courtesy that people end up offering a property that's kind of on the same level because Mm -hmm. there's no money being exchanged. So you want it to be, I was just going to say, so there's no money. This is simply a time share swap. And yeah. And you'll, and you'll just arrange to go at the same time. Right. 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 So they come to your place, you go to yours. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have to do it that way, but that's what, how they've arranged it. And my uncle loves cooking. I mean, he went to on the side as a hobby, he went to some very world renowned, I don't know the name of it, French cooking school for a month in France. And whenever he goes away, he takes cooking classes. So they've gone to Morocco and he does cooking classes when he's there. They did a house swap in Thailand. He did cooking classes when he was there. What? I know. And he is such a fabulous cook. And their house that they have outside of the city has a full on, it looks like a, a, a residential kitchen in terms of style and comfort, but it's a chef's kitchen. And so it, it's basically a, a, a catering kitchen level kitchen. And they have a giant cold room. They live on an orchard. It's insane. It is like something out of a Nora Ephron movie. And so when they house swap, the places they've gotten they're crazy. I mean, their place is nice, but when I see the places they're staying, I'm thinking to myself, we need to get on this train. Well, what a great way to take a holiday, mm-hmm. to save a little money, see different places. But, you know, getting back to the top of this conversation, the stuff in our own backyards really is interesting. So and beautiful. there's there's a there's always books in every province, and I certainly know there's one in Alberta that's day trips from Calgary or day trips from Edmonton or day trips from Toronto. And for people that have lived in the same spot for 25 or 30 years, I would um, encourage you to go to the library and grab one of those books because you can spend, you don't have to spend a million bucks. Mm -hmm. You can throw the kids in the car and really do something that takes four or five hours. And it could be an hour from your home that you're like, I did not know this was here. I know. And so, I, it's, and there's so much beautiful stuff. I, honestly, <laughs> I'm not just saying this casually. You can like message me on Twitter too, and I'll give you recommendations in, at oh, the cool. very least, in Ontario, Quebec, and for sure Nova Scotia and PEI. That would be the four provinces I feel that I probably know best. But I have long thought about starting kind of a travel site because I have been to a lot of places and mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who've been to a lot of places and I, I enjoy compiling lists of recommendations for every city that I've kind of gone to or that my friends have gone to. So I've thought about this forever. It's just sheer laziness that I haven't pulled together the website yet. <laughs> but it's so fun. I just, I've, that's something I think I miss the ease of doing. And it does feel like that's coming back a little bit now after COVID. That's going to get easier with changes around testing and everything. But oh, I miss travel so much. There's so many places in the world that I have to see. <laughs> we are on the edge of something that really resembles normalcy. And I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, in Vegas, for instance, I was a little bit trepidatious. But of course, Lee and I, I, had a, I have a couple friends that live here. So they met us at Aria. We're staying at Aria. I stayed there before and I love it. Yeah, it's it's really kind of, it's it's very central. It's easy to get get to things. There's lots of walkways. Anyway, we, um, my friends came down. We had a pastry and a you know a coffee and a drink, sort of sitting in this area. Took our masks off, but we're the only people, Lee and I, wandering around with masks. Mm-hmm. They took the mandates out here mm-hmm. very recently, probably in the last week or so. There are 
groups of <laughs> Chris Brunton, my road manager, always calls them Megan wagons. It's the it's the bridal shower mm-hmm. hand hand party thing. So those are all happening again. You're seeing cute. You're seeing you know groups of women, young girls, you know, on the brink of getting married and mm-hmm. and laughing and having a great time. It looks really strange, but um, it's happening. I mean, it looks really quite status quo here. Okay. So I'm wondering how long it would take you to find that it's very, very normal, actually, like that your brain will make the switch back because I went to PEI this summer and they have really strict testing um, rules when you come in. So we had PCR tests right away. You can't do anything until you get your results back. The results come back there in like two hours. They've just really nailed it. And, but after that, because at that point, there had been no COVID on the island. I mean, my family that lives on the island had like survivor's guilt over the whole pandemic because yeah. they had like no cases. So when you got there, no masks. Now, some people still opted to wear them in busy places such as a grocery store or a shopper's drug mart or, or a liquor store. But primarily, you weren't wearing a mask and you weren't doing that kind of, I think, silly thing where you wear a mask to get up and go to the bathroom in a restaurant. But then when you're at your table, you're in this magic no COVID zone. Like those yeah, things are Yeah, that, that kind of was lost on me, that. <sighs> and that doesn't make sense. So those things changed. And I was like, within 24 hours of being there, I was like, da, da, da. I was forgetting to put my <laughs> mask on. I was like, it was, I switched back quickly. And I found that when I was in the Bahamas as well, I switched back really, really quickly to not. And also too recently when I was coming back from Prince Edward County, we stopped at an en route, one of the highway stops. And there were a lot of people who were coming back from Ottawa and they weren't wearing masks because they, that was sort of their, like, I don't wear a mask now kind of thing. Yeah. And you could tell they were looking for like a confrontation with someone who was going to call them out in a mask. The thing that I found hilarious, I didn't notice any of them weren't wearing masks <laughs> until they started loudly talking about it in line at Starbucks. They're like, oh, I haven't worn one since whenever. And I was like, lady, I hadn't even noticed. Like, <laughs> I know you think this is some big, hot, contentious issue. And I appreciate anyone's stance on wanting to wear a mask for as long as you can. N95, go for it. I have N95s. I wear them everywhere. But... I just thought it was so funny that I was like, guys, the rest of our brains go back too. like, you think this is something that everyone's so worried about when you do or don't do. Like I honestly didn't notice. Well, I hope the contention that we feel towards each other for really small issues or big issues or whatever, I I hope we find a way out of that in the next year because it's just, it's, it's exhausting. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, thankfully, I'm I'm glad that the Coots border is open. It's the border just a few, like a hundred kilometers south of Lethbridge. That's where I exited Canada, and that's where I'm now coming back in. But we thought we might have to change everything and go up the Oregon coast, uh-huh. literally add 36 hours onto to traveling. But it it looks like that's all basically been resolved physically. I think the emotional residual protest part of it is still ongoing. Um, We've got so much fun stuff to talk about in the show today. You are listening to the Jan Arden podcast. Don't go away because we're going to talk about the Super Bowl and the halftime show and Kanye West and Kim and (laughs) and everything that's going on with the the thruple of the century. Don't go away. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to the Jan Arden Podcast. I'm here with Caitlin and Adam. Um, Super Bowl. I mean, there's not a person on earth that doesn't know what that is or prepare to eat, you know, junk food. Um, we had a really good halftime show, I think. It was very, very nostalgic for me, seeing Eminem, 50 Cent, Mary J. Blige looked spectacular. Um, 
Dr. Dre. I mean, it, it really, for me, it was great. A lot of people are like, you've got to say that. Cause I went on Twitter and I said, really, really great halftime show. And some woman in Victoria called me out and said that I had to say that and it, it sucked and it was terrible. And I was just like, oh my, who what? would make you're, you say that? But Why? you're actually telling me Why? how I felt about it. I don't know. It's just like, People are I, I just I thought it was amazing. <laughs> I thought Eminem Eminem was so great, mm-hmm. and there was you know all these political implications. Why did he take his knee? Mm-hmm. Um, all this stuff. I'm like I don't care. I'm literally I do not want to get into layer 19 of what the innuendo of is. Oh, he lifted his hand at the end and pointed one finger. <laughs> no. I'm like uh, uh, sorry. I'm just I'm not going to go there. I don't I, mean, I don't care. Yeah, Eminem can't but, hear and, you. <laughs> but the big, the big halftime show, and Leah, who I'm traveling with, she is so she's very wrapped around this story with Kanye West and Kim. Very, very public breakup. Kanye wore a black hooded, full face mask to yes. to the <laughs> to the game, and uh, he was sitting beside. You know, he was in one of those boxes i guess no he was but, he wasn't in a box he was on he the, wasn't he was, in a box yeah he was in well, the main whoever portion. he was sitting beside who was it maybe i'm missing something here it was somebody famous saying that he overheard him talking to his friend saying you know do you think i can take this thing off halftime like, okay get so really hot under here you go, go that was judd apatow so judd apatow was seated a few rows behind him if you don't follow judd apatow on social do yourself a favor because he's very funny and he was posting about the conversation that kanye was having now i don't know though because this is judd apatow and he's so funny and such a good writer maybe so he's I don't know kidding he, i think he was making it up because he was like make, poking fun at the fact that kanye was in this mask and he was really hot it was like the hottest day ever <laughs> in la and that he was sweating and he was debating oh i wish i had to put this on initially now i can't take it off i've overcommitted to the mask look and all this stuff so he was so funny um but yeah kanye was there he was with antonio brown two chains and i think another rapper and then two of his children and he did have that mask on. <laughs> i'm not talking about an n95 either this is like his full over covered face with yeah it looked like up. a superhero it looked like a new version of a superhero with no yeah. eye holes I no know. It looks like the character that is escaping me now. Oh, Scarecrow from Batman, the one that wears Venom. the robe sack. Yeah, it yes. looks like a villain. It's a very, it's a villain look. Oh yeah. So he was there at the Super Bowl, and he was posting, a tweeting lot. a lot. <laughs> so he has posted and deleted on his Instagram. Oh, I don't know no. four or five times. So he took everything off, and basically he's just going after Pete Davidson, who is the new love interest of Kim Kardashian and it's just really complicated and it 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 just doesn't it's not going great because mm-hmm. he's he he seems quite unwell yeah so I can't sit here and and really make a lot of jokes about it because he seems outwardly very unwell to me he mm-hmm. the, the 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 posts don't make much sense but he's very jealous he wants his family back He's, you know, and Kim, I went so far as to say you're, you could really harm Pete with your comments. Like mm-hmm. your fans could physically hurt him. You gotta, you gotta dial this down. So yeah. what are your, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? I went from like, he posted like an Avengers meme that Kanye made or someone on his team made where it was like his side versus Kim's side with Pete. And um, so I think at first for a while, like a lot of people, I was like, har har, you know, not thinking that like 
thinking that Kanye was going to maybe stop at some point, which is foolish of me. I should know better having followed him for so many years now. Um, But now, and it was a kind of like a social activist um, named Sean King who commented on this on his Instagram. And I thought he put it really well because at a point Kanye was sharing images of like kind of violent images, images of like one guy choking another guy out. Yeah, yeah, I I saw that. Yeah, and I think at that point um, he sort of broke it down better than I probably could, but he basically said he had crossed a dangerous line that he found problematic and he said it was really common with abusive men. And he said, you know, Kim, Kim and Kanye are separated. She's filed for divorce. He has openly and publicly dated multiple women over the last month, all while he has repeatedly threatened violence against a man that Kim has been seeing. And he threatens the careers and names and reputations of other men and women who are friends with him, Kid Cudi being one of them, another rapper that Kanye has collaborated yeah. with with his friends with Pete Davidson. And he's doing, then he says, oh, all in the name of his family. But none of this actually helps his family. So Kim's texting him saying, you're creating this dangerous situation. He posts the text publicly yeah. with these memes about physical violence. And then in the comments under his post about this, where he's breaking down this abusive behavior, all these other women are in the comment section and they start saying that their abusive exes did this to them. So then I was reading through all this thinking to myself, you know, I haven't been in an abusive situation like this before, so I don't know. And I'm not saying physically abusive, it's just lots of different forms of it. And so I was reading that and I was like, oh, you know what? Now I feel like I shouldn't have been kind of taking this lightly, like, oh, Kanye being Kanye. I'm like, this could be super distressing for Kim and for their children. It could really harm Kanye's I chance. I feel for his kids. Yeah, and, I, and then I also they, You know, do, they're, they're not yeah. super young. They're old enough to read. Yeah, they have mm-hmm. social media. And I was like, and you know, what if this impacts... What What if this is like a bad flare-up for him because he has mental health issues and, and he's not being yeah, scary? Yeah, that's, that, that's what I was thinking too, is just that he's not... And they say he doesn't take his medication, whoever they are. Yeah. So what if he's, what if this is a flare up for him, but that he pays a permanent price for, because what if she uses this in court? Cause why wouldn't you think and be scared about this and then bring it up? What if your her lawyers did it and it impacts their custody? So then I was like, Oh crap, <laughs> this feels miles away to me because they might as well live on Mars cause they're celebrities. But then I realized, Oh, maybe this has like long lasting real world, world implications. So sometimes I do even fall into the category of being guilty of forgetting celebrities or people too. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh yeah, no, that well, part of it. But then what do you say to the people that are coming forward and saying this is a publicity stunt? This is, you know, their record sales go up, the Kardashian branding to have this kind of drama. I don't believe that to be true, Caitlin, but you, but you know that there are people that are just like, this is what they do. They're getting exactly the attention that they want. So, but I do think it's on, it's, it's mm-hmm. inappropriate and it doesn't feel like a publicity grab to me in the in the least. No, it doesn't with Kanye because I just don't actually think he's capable of seeing things through clearly big picture. I think he is like a hot-headed person who acts in the moment and then it can be really long-lasting damage to obviously his family and and to him. So once it got real, like at first like I said, Ha ha. And then it started to get worse and kept happening. And I thought, well, this now feels bad to watch. So I was happy that he deleted all of it and that he posted a calmer approach. And so hopefully it stays there. <laughs> I mean, was Pete was Pete Davidson not at the Super Bowl as well? Was he at the Super Bowl? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Leo, know was, was Pete there. Davidson at the Super Bowl? My expert doesn't know. Okay, I don't. I thought I th- maybe he might be there. Anyway, running parallel to this story, P- 
Pete Davidson is now talking about entering back into the world of social media and returning onto Instagram because he's had so many problems with it. You know, his stuff with Ariana Grande, 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 Grande. Oh, Ariana Grande. Yeah. Um, you know, just having that unfold publicly, he's, he has had a really difficult time navigating social media and has been off it for quite a while. So he chooses this time in his life <laughs> to go back on social media with all of this crap storm going on. <laughs> anyway, I'm, it makes my life look really pedestrian and so quiet. <laughs> it's like, should I have a cabbage roll or should I get... Yes, you should. <laughs> yeah. Or should I do some rice with... You know, I, I, I look at this world and it just seems so complicated but like you alluded to earlier caitlin it's like a lot of women came on the thread and said Mm -hmm. this happened to me so maybe this is a good thing to have a forum where people are recognizing this kind of repetitive abusive behavior yeah so maybe he's doing the world a favor maybe it starts a bit more of a conversation and you know he's not one to shy away from apologizing either though and i'm not saying that makes what he does okay but i am saying that he can that might be included in part of this larger conversation that he may apologize and add some further context i don't know but pete oh man i think someone's running that instagram account for him by the way i don't think he's on it managing it for himself (laughs) don't go away you're listening to the jan arden podcast we shall return Welcome back to the Jan Arden Podcast. Caitlin and Adam are with me. Um, I don't know about this, but would you want to live in Disneyland or like full-time at a Disneyland resort? That just cannot be something that you want to do. I want to visit. Oh, yeah, for three days and then leave. (laughs) No, I want to visit Disneyland or Disney World or the Magic Kingdom. I want to visit for a week, but I don't want to live the life of fairy tale. Jan, you know, maybe because you just missed the boat, you, they're building uh, a permanent housing community. That's outside what I'm of talking Palm about. Springs. <laughs> no, you and Mickey. But, <laughs> okay, t- tell me what this is. It's a, it's not near Disneyland. It's a Disney themed permanent residence. Like a, is it a seniors village? What, what is this thing? I would have to imagine that there is a retirement community vibe to it, but this is their first ever housing community. They're planning a series of communities across the U.S., the first one being built outside of Palm Springs. They say there's two more in the works. So this this is a clip from their promo video for the housing community. I'm proud to announce our next Disney experience, Story Living by Disney. All new Disney branded master plan residential communities designed to be the perfect setting for Disney fans to write the next exciting chapter in their lives. Story Living by Disney allows us to leverage what we do best, world-class service, legendary storytelling, and creativity. This exciting new venture will enhance, extend, and strengthen the Disney brand by allowing us to bring the magic of Disney to places you may never have expected. Picture an energetic community with the warmth and charm of a small town and the beauty of a resort. A place that entices inspiration and makes every moment more memorable than the last. A story living by Disney community is something truly special. Okay, well, I don't know. I, I it's never. I, it's just not for me. But I know people that are obsessed with Disney. Everything. They have Disney rugs. Actually, I 
I have to come clean. I ordered a rug from um, Ruggable, which mm-hmm. is a company that I really love. They're all washable rugs. Yep. They have new sizes and they have great designs. So I bought this rug two years ago, just before the pandemic. And it was really difficult to lift all my furniture in my library and get this Velcro type mat down that the top ruggable sticks onto. It's it's actually an amazing system. Mm-hmm. It stays in place, it doesn't slip around and it you can throw it in the washing machine. I, I kid you not, even like an eight by 10 rug it's the fabric you you can put it in a normal washing machine and wash it anyway fast forward to our topic i'm look i'm sitting there looking at it a year and a half later i'm having a cup of tea i'm probably talking to you knuckleheads <laughs> and it's a disney themed rug no the desi- the design has little tiny mickey mouse heads you didn't even oh. notice <laughs> i didn't notice <laughs> oh my gosh no <laughs> You're a secret Disney super fan. Maybe you and your rug can move to their housing community in Palm Springs. <laughs> but I mean, is this branding gone too far? Like, like really, is it, is it, it's just more of our great service that you've become accustomed to? I have never had great service at a Disneyland. I, I, I don't know. I can't remember ever sitting and having great service. Are they talking about... I don't know. Is it, is it, is there going to be restaurants? Like what is this thing? Cause have you been to like, have you been to or heard of or seen anything about these giant housing communities? Like heritage, heritage city or is that what it's called? Like the the Gables, I think is one. I I have, I am familiar with them. My, my Kathleen Madigan, hilarious comedian. I think Mm -hmm. her parents live in one Mm -hmm. and she has such funny stories. Shoot, I'm um, going to look this up while we're talking. But and, there was, a and they all wander around. They're 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 wandering around, visiting with each other. Like it's very social. Like happy mm-hmm. hour probably hits an hour earlier every week. But everyone's got a golf cart. Yes, that's what I was going to say. They all get around by golf cart, and the communities are self-contained. Many of them have their own healthcare facilities. They have grocery stores. They have restaurants. They have their own Starbucks. They have clothing stores. They have everything. All the sports and recreation activities you can think of. So. There is a huge market for this, and there are tons. And of you people. cannot be there unless you're 55. So just know that in those those communities, you have to be 55 to live there. Because Kathleen's like, I wouldn't mind living here, and she's like 42, and her her mom and dad are like, it's never going to happen. <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay, so this documentary is called Some Kind of Heaven. I highly recommend this. It is uh, about the the villages, which is a massive self contained retirement community, Florida, in, cent- in Central Florida. Yep. Yeah. So, and it's interesting, they do a great job, which is what I love most about a good documentary of taking like a subject like retirement living in Florida, but then breaking it down into these personal stories. But for Disney, I do think there's a huge demand for it. There are a ton of people actually, because the cost of long-term care has become so uh, prohibitively expensive and impossible to get on a list for that people are now spending part of their retirement on cruise ships permanently. And now they started selling, <laughs> they started selling um, ah. cabin rooms as condos, and it's actually more cost effective sometimes. And they have doctors on board, and your meals are taken care of, and you get to travel around and see things, and it's warm. And so, this to me, depending on the price point, I mean, I kind of get it. I don't get it from a branding perspective. I'm not a big adult Disney fan, but I know they're out there. <laughs> So sure. well, they do have world cruises that are a year long. Mm-hmm. So if you want to commit to that, and I don't think it's age prohibitive, but I'm 
pretty sure they don't take children because, you know, obviously the educational aspect of putting your kids in school and stuff. But a year, but I guess if you're 86 and you want to just look out the window, maybe you and your husband or your partner, it, I, I, let's chat when I get there. Okay. When I'm doing this from while I'm on month seven (laughs) of the, we're here in St. Lucia yeah. and I bought the most beautiful shell sandals, <laughs> Caitlin. Well, I think that I'm not like, I, I can't put myself in the position of wanting to do that because I'm not there yet life stage wise, but I'm not going to say I don't understand it. I, I feel like, I don't know, the, the, the older citizens I know who spent a portion of their year in Florida, they had a pretty sweet setup. <laughs> they had a pretty good deal. So I don't know. And how's Palm Springs like climate wise? Really, I think pleasant. Mm. I, I I wouldn't have a problem with it. It's so funny to see them in down filled jackets when it's <laughs> 21 degrees Celsius. So I went and I went and got a coffee yesterday. I thought I'm just going to go downtown and see what this Starbucks is like it's like a, a big flagship beautiful Starbucks there's probably 10 baristas in there and tons of outdoor seating the most interesting people watching on the planet is at that store but there was people lined up with beanies on their heads and like downfield coats and ski pant looking things and and all the conversations in the lineup and I mean it it was like 18 degrees because it was 7:30 in the morning mm-hmm Oh, it's gonna be really cold today. It's only getting up to it's. It's supposed to be like sixty nine. I, I just thought you what? wouldn't last. And then Chris is texting me saying, "Yeah, you got six inches of snow last night. You wanna? You might want to remotely open your gate a few times to make sure you can open it when you get home." <laughs> I mean, that happens everywhere that you can tell the Canadians because when we've gone to Bermuda, my brother-in-law and his family live there. So we would usually go visit them once a year. And sometimes we go around Easter or we'll do the May long weekend. And because Bermuda is not that far south, I think everyone believes it's like way in the depths of the Caribbean. No, it's not. Really. It's, it's, not. it's, it's like easy. off the coast of North Carolina. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it is in this cool little pocket climate wise. So it gets very, very hot there. And it is tropical for sure, like in terms of what it looks like in the vegetation. But April, May, it's not necessarily super hot all the time. Definitely in April, not necessarily super hot. I'm still in the ocean. If it's 22 degrees, I'm going in the ocean. Like I just, that's because we're, I'm Canadian. And also I would go in the ocean when it was that (laughs) temperature when I was in PEI in the summer. Like you just, that was what you did. So you can tell if it's 25 some days. That's perfect for me. 25, I'll take it. The Bermudians are looking at you like you are from another planet and then you'll Uh get out and they're there in their windbreakers or their polar fleece kind of looking at you with their drink in their hand. And I'll be like, oh, we're just visiting from Canada. And like everyone's like, oh, okay. They all like laugh because we're polar bears. But I'm like, just we're We're spreading the myth. Mm -hmm. We're just out there promoting the chilly disposition of our citizens. I'm good with uh, it. no, it, it but it really was cute and funny and I'm uh I've been really grateful to get some sunshine. Uh, the two day trek is also gonna be fun. I've already got some crime podcasts lined up. Listen, if I wasn't Ooh. doing this podcast, I'd be listening to us right now on the <laughs> nine hour drive home because we've got our first season is two years long, folks. So just keep that in your back pocket. <laughs> You're listening to the Jan Arden podcast and we're gonna be right back. Hey, it's us, Jan Arden Podcast. 
You can hit subscribe so you never have to worry about missing a weekly podcast from us. Uh, just make your life easy. You can leave us a review. You can you can give us f- four stars, I think is fair. Um, <laughs> or five stars if you're feeling so generous. Um, phone scammers, I hate them. I know that when my phone, my home phone rings, and the only reason I have a home phone is because of my home alarm system. So when my home phone rings at seven o'clock at night, perfect dinner hour, I know it's people trying to tell me that my social security number, whatever is, you know, I need to fix. It's, it's, there's so many scams going on there. I feel bad for people that get sucked into it. Anyway, Caitlin, take it away. There's a, a woman that trolls phone scammers and i think Mm -hmm. it's fantastic we're going to play you a clip do you want to play the clip now or do you want to do it afterwards i'll set it up so she's what she does is um she when she when she gets them on the phone she tries to appeal to them by singing to them she has like a very pretty (laughs) singing voice so this is her talking to a phone scammer and she's recording the call and she shares it on social media so it goes viral and she kind of like wins him over and then she makes like a moral appeal to him can I ask you for a favor? Yes, ma'am. I like to sing like Bollywood songs. Can you tell me if my voice is good? Is it good? Yes, uh, sing again. Okay. Oh, nice. Thank you. Do you use voice changer? Uh, no, that's my voice. <laughs> I've never had this much fun with a scammer in my life. Albert, thank you so much for making my day so much better. Yeah. <laughs> do me a favor can you please stop scamming people because sometimes you guys scam old people that don't have money and that's really rude okay 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 bye albert love you bye albert I love you too bye so what do you think it's- i love it <laughs> that's a great idea <laughs> jane you should do I- this sing to them <laughs> i don't want your effing <laughs> i mean they're usually wanting money Mm-hmm, definitely just for you to send the money for no service whatsoever or i i mean i feel bad about this but i get a lot of charity calls at my house there's tons of have you given to this have you given to that have you given to this and and i i have to say no because i do give a lot of stuff to charity but i just i don't want to go fish my credit card out of my purse it probably sounds really selfish but i do i do give a lot i'm one of those people that you know, if I'm walking by somebody, um, and I also do my cameo videos, which 100% of those proceeds goes to helping animals all over the world. So anyway, but a lot of people just get sucked in. Mm-hmm. Your bank account has been breached, but this is clever. I I, I will try singing to people, you and if I can if I can appeal to their sense of justice, mm-hmm. maybe I will do that as well. They're pretty savvy. There's a um, a podcast that I used to listen to more regularly called Reply All. And they would do these deep dive things on these hilarious topics, mostly internet-based. But one of them was around scammers. And it was a scammer who was repeatedly calling one of the hosts of the podcast. And he wound up getting him on the phone, building kind of a relationship with this guy who was operating out of a call center somewhere in India. He wound up flying over to the call center no. to try to like get to the bottom of like how these call centers operate, really? who's running them, gets into this whole like nefarious criminal world of these call 
call centers and the people who manage them and how they like threaten all the employees. And it's kind of got kind of scary. Um, anyways, really interesting. And it just goes to show you that they're, they're working all the time and they do get people. And I think maybe because I'm a bit younger and I grew up knowing that anyone who approaches you for money on the phone or via the internet, is or texting not real. You, yes. they're not real. That's not how anyone connects with you. And if they do, they do it in a, just a more viable way. Like you should never give out any financial information, never allow someone to log into your computer, any of those things, but they can get fairly sophisticated. And if you're not, you know, if you didn't grow up with technology, I totally understand how this would happen. So yeah, I've always found them kind of, I don't like the aggressive ones, the ones who are like, you're going to be prosecuted. I'm calling from, you know, oh, my name those. is Frank and I have like a <laughs> thick South Asian accent. And I'm calling you from Quebec. From, from, <laughs> no, you're not. Um, so those people drive me nuts. It's the like, you know, there's like duck cleaning services and they usually just sort of go away if you tell them to, but it's the ones who threaten you with like legal action that I don't like. Cause I just imagine them scaring a grandparent and then I get ticked, which is what happened with in that audio clip when she, at the end of it is like, sometimes you guys scam old people. And like that makes, that ticks me off. I really don't like thinking about that. I hate thinking about someone yeah. taking advantage of a senior citizen. Me too. It makes me my too. blood boil. Yeah. And I know people, um, you know, my friend's dad just was, I don't know how it happened, but it was it was to the tune of thirty thousand pounds. Come on, that my friend had found his dad giving. Oh no! And it was all it was all mail campaigns. So he was getting letters to the house, a little different than phoning, but mm-hmm. uh, they would tell him that he won a thousand pounds. But in order to process the check, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it seems silly to you and I. Right. We need. 25 pounds and we will get it out to you right away it's just to cover the postage and um he had a little bit of dementia but can you imagine when and they didn't find out until he'd passed away that it was to the tune of you know 30 30, 000 pounds which is what forty-five thousand canadian dollars kind of yeah the one thing the one thing i have done with phone stuff I will look at the number and I know because it's literally 21 digits that show up on my cell phone. Yep. I've, it's like seven, seven, nine, one, three. Yes. So it's just, it's just makes no sense. So I'll go Calgary city police. <laughs> go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Francois emergency service, please go ahead. <laughs> like I will, uh, they, they hang up. They, they don't, they don't know what to do. No. They're they, like, they, what, what am I calling? Like no one's going, Hello. Yeah. Right. No, they, and the, and the also too, vacuum they appliance have, calls, you know, you just say ridiculous <laughs> things that they usually will hang up. So that's a, that's a little hint for you. Sorry. Go ahead, Caitlin. Yeah. Pretend that you're like a 911 dispatcher, yeah. <laughs> but they also too will do this thing where they have these like auto dialers that, um, when they call you, they can make the phone incoming phone number look like it's only one digit or two digits away from your number. And yes, just I've out of that. curiosity, yeah, people end up having like, they get, they answer the phone and they're like, who is this? It looks like my phone number. And yeah. it is, a, it, that is a telltale way to know that someone is trying to scam you. It's like that they're just, they so your the lesson here is don't give out any financial information ever, never, ever on the phone. Right. Do it in the bank in person. They will ask you for your card. They will ask you to punch in your PIN number, which is yours alone. The bank people don't even look at your PIN, folks. No. They're like, okay, go ahead and punch your PIN in. They look away. Right. They, just, yeah. they do their job with due diligence. So um, I don't know how to appeal to our seniors or to to get through to that, but it, it can happen to the best of us. So mm-hmm. no judgment here. Um, 
one quick story before we say goodbye to you today. I, it's so cute. Um, Caitlin brought this in, which is a 25-year-old guy, Australian guy, man of the year he's been hailed as for <laughs> giving- oh, yeah, I love this story. Su- yeah. yeah, supporting a woman during a Tinder date. Go ahead, take it away. Who's, who is having a baby? Okay, yeah. So this woman- we got one minute. It's all yours. Okay, so a 20-year-old woman named Alyssa goes on Tinder when she's six months pregnant. And she said, I clearly stated that in my bio. I didn't want to lead anyone on, so I'm being open and honest. <laughs> She connects with the 25-year-old guy and they went on three dates. And on their fourth date, she was due to pick him up from the airport. Her water broke. She's eight months. So this is an, this is about a bit early. So her water breaks. She has to meet him at the hospital. And he, this guy clearly would have been well within his rights on his only fourth date to say, hey, talk to you after the baby is born. Nope. <laughs> yeah. He went to the hospital. He supported her throughout the birth of her baby. He went in and visited the baby because who had to stay in the NICU. And now the two of them are considering moving in together and i guess oh. initially her parents were like this might be a little bit too soon but then they realized this guy stayed with you when you were in labor on the fourth date what a sweetheart that is a good feel good story you know where are those guys where are <laughs> Come more on. of them There's, listen it's a, that was a, that was a great story to end with um thanks for coming along with us this week once again safe travels to you caitlin wherever you're headed to adam have a wonderful week we will you see too. you guys you. next week um look after yourselves The best is yet to come. I believe that. I believe that. Keep your head held high. Throw your shoulders back. We'll see you soon. Toodaloo-doo. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.